Oh, Lord, why do I continue to do this to myself? Why do I always guarantee a win for the New Jersey Devils, despite it should be an easy win, but they always come out on the losing end? We have a lot to talk about in this 5-2 loss for New Jersey Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chalky, play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. My apologies in advance, guys. This is going to be an audio-only episode until further notice because the site that I use to stream the video on the YouTube side of things is unfortunately not working. So once again, audio-only episode until the site gets fixed, and uh, that's all I could give you at this current time. Now, Let's talk about the New Jersey Devils. So I have got to stop uh, just saying that everything is going to be a guaranteed win for New Jersey Devils because I had the same issue last year when I said that when they were going to play the Arizona Coyotes that it was going to be a gimme win for them. Unfortunately, they lost them. That was also the game that Mackenzie Blackwood got hurt in. And uh, Mackenzie Blackwood is certainly going to be a talking point in today's episode. And uh, in, in this game against the Philadelphia Flyers, I thought this was going to be an easy first win of the season for them. I know they got the Detroit Red Wings at the Rock on Saturday, but boy, this game was horrendous. It was so hard to watch because at first I was excited because, and we'll talk about this as the episode progresses, I was like, you know, glued to my television set and I loved the amount of energy that the New Jersey Devils were bringing, even though it wasn't really controlled energy. It just seemed like that they were a little all over the place, but I still loved the determination. I loved the overall effort. It seemed like, you know, they were just going out on pure adrenaline. And then that died out quickly as soon as Alexander Holtz got his first career goal in the NHL. But um, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself right now. So the New Jersey Devils dropped uh, their first game of the year against the Philadelphia Flyers by a score of five to two. And uh, like I said in the previous episode, Nico Heischer, he was um, questionable to suit up in this game. He ultimately did not play. I supported the decision for New Jersey Devils just because, look, I said the Philadelphia Flyers are not a tough opponent, so there's no point in putting Nico Heischer out there, risking the possibility of him re-aggravating that hamstring, and then he's out for an even more extended period of time against a lowly team like the Philadelphia Flyers, and ultimately the Philadelphia Flyers looked like a true contending team this time around, and ESPN is certainly trying to peg them out to be uh, that despite them uh, being projected to finish in the bottom tier of the league. But they are really riding John Tortorella, and uh, it got really annoying quick if you were watching on ESPN+, Plus, which you had to because it was only exclusively available on ESPN+. Plus. So I thought the broadcast would be a lot better. So I guess let's start there. Let's talk about the broadcasting, and then we'll talk more about the game. So One of the things that you guys know was a pet peeve of mine during the course of last season was the poor production put on by ESPN when they were covering hockey. And I thought this time around they had gotten better and that they tried to clean up their act a little bit. But nope, this game was pretty hard for me to listen because they were so biased towards the Philadelphia Flyers. Why are they trying to make the Flyers out to be like this 
underdog team. Look, I love an underdog story as much as the next person, but I think every casual hockey fan is already well aware of the fact that the Philadelphia Flyers are most likely going to finish in the bottom tier of the league, and every hockey expert, for the most part, in their mock standings has the Philadelphia Flyers finishing dead last in the Metropolitan Division. And during the broadcast, they referred to Lindy Ruff as the other head coach. Like, seriously, that's what they verbatimly said. And one of my associates, Robert Inkin Jr., he's a friend of the show, he even sent me a message saying, hey, did you catch that? And he also said that they showed a graphic on TV showing the uh, next four games for the Philadelphia Flyers. And two of them are nationally televised games on ESPN. So it's just like, uh, and remember guys, I did an episode a while back about the overall decision of the nationally televised games that ESPN has selected for hockey. And it just seems like they put the games into a randomizer and was just like, okay, this team will have this amount of games on national television. I'm just like, no, no, no. Give like the original six teams more television time. Give the contending teams more television time. Give the reigning champs, the Colorado Avalanche, more national TV time. Give a team like the New Jersey Devils a chance at nationally televised game when they're playing against like the Anaheim Ducks or the Montreal Canadiens because it'll be like a battle of the bromance. Jack Hughes versus Cole Caulfield or Jack Hughes versus uh, Trevor Zegras, something of that nature. But it just seems like ESPN misses the mark in that sort of aspect. So I don't want to make this the focal point of this episode. I just wanted to share my thoughts in that regards because obviously when watching the game, uh, it's kind of hard to enjoy the product if it feels like I'm just watching the Philadelphia Flyers TV stream, even though it says it's ESPN. So the, the announcers have to do a better job of doing that, especially for a nationally televised game. I get that's an issue throughout all sports, but this was just very irritable and it just seemed like the Philadelphia Flyers, they were just rolling with the fact that you know, they're on nationally televised um, uh, program like ESPN. And John Tortorella is obviously the new head coach for the Philadelphia Flyers. And they were trying, that was the main story going into um, go, going into the game. And they were talking about how uh, this team can be an underdog. They're feisty, they're competitive, and they could do it. Look, like I said, love an underdog story, but let's not delude ourselves here. So that's my overall rant at ESPN. Now let's get into the game and let's get into the overall discussion for the New Jersey Devils because once again, this was an absolute stinker. Now, before we talk about the negatives, let's actually talk about the positives and there were there were positives early on in the game. So let's start with Alexander Holtz and I got to gloat for a second. I told you so. I told you guys don't give up on Alexander Holtz because Remember during the course of the offseason when we were talking about silly season discussions and you guys said when uh, I was talking about like Alex DeBrinkhead or Kevin Fiala, you're willing to talk about Alexander Holtz in a potential trade package for one of those players. And I said, I'm not really on board with that idea just because I think Alexander Holtz has a lot of potential and you guys were completely on the spectrum of let's just go with Fabian Zetterlin, roll with that and forget about Alexander Holtz. I was like, no, 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 no. Do not give up on Alexander Holtz. Going into training camp and preseason, I was talking about the battle between Fabian Zetterlin and Alexander Holtz, and you guys said Alexander Holtz cannot hold a candle towards Fabian Zetterlin. And I was just like, don't sleep on him. Let's just give him a chance. He showed out during the Prospects Tournament. He showed out during preseason, being a good playmaker, was able to score within the final few games of preseason for New Jersey Devils, and then he got the first goal of the season for New Jersey during the power play, 
And that's also something that we're going to talk about, the power play, because I'm kind of conflicted with, with the Devils' uh, power play execution. So uh, Alexander Holtz getting the first goal of the year. Honestly, he would have been my pick, but I was just like, I don't think a rookie is going to get the first goal of the season for New Jersey Devils. But lo and behold, it happened, and I'm really impressed with what Alexander Holtz was able to do early on. So hopefully this uh, gives him some sort of momentum because, hey, maybe he can win the Calder Memorial Trophy if he keeps that up. Because remember, lighting it up in Utica, if he wasn't doing that last year, then I would have been concerned and I would have been on board with some of you saying like, let's get rid of him while his uh, stock is still somewhat decent. But I was just like, nope, nope, nope. I want to see what he does. And right now he's making the most of his opportunity. And I'm glad in that regards. Still game one. So I don't want to jump the gun on anything. And now... When it came to uh, the feistiness, because you know ESPN was talking about how the Philadelphia Flyers are just this dogged team. They're going to get into your grill. They're going to be fighting you, whatever the case might be. You know what? That is true, and you know I'm, I'll give credit when credit is due because early on in the game we did see some tempers flare. We saw Miles Wood trying to take on a couple of Philadelphia Flyers players, and I was like, that's why I like Miles Wood, not because of what he could do production-wise, but what he could do as a spark plug getting underneath the skin of his opponents. So I love to see that from Miles Wood, and I hope to see that more as the season progresses. So officially, welcome back, Miles Wood. Your determination, your mouth, your uh, effort was greatly missed last year, and that's going to be crucial for New Jersey Devils because Miles Wood can definitely be that spark plug to just give us more firepower and light a spark underneath us. So glad to have seen that from Miles Wood. And Owen Tippett and Tony D'Angelo, it seemed like they were just aggressive for no apparent reason because Tippett hit uh, Brendan Smith into the boards really hard, and obviously he got a penalty for that, and Smith got dinged up, and he had to actually go to the tunnel to get checked up on, and then for Tony D'Angelo, he literally just wrestled Nathan Bastion to the ground for no apparent reason. If Nathan Bastion wasn't anywhere near Carter Hart after the whistle had been blown, after uh, Car- Carter Hart stopped a shot, and all Nathan Bastion was doing was just standing there. He was next to uh, uh, the, the crease. He wasn't anywhere near it. And all, all of a sudden, Tony D'Angelo just wants to wrestle him to the ground, and poor Nathan Bastion, he's just caught off guard, and he trips uh, behind the net, and Tony D'Angelo just wrestles him. And why did Nathan Bastion get a roughing minor as well? That that seems as though it should have just went to Tony D'Angelo. That didn't make any sense. Uh, Andre Palat also got dinged up in this game. Unfortunately, just wrong place, wrong time. Collided with a Flyers player. But yeah, so the the definitely the aggression was there. And, you know, I'm glad that the New Jersey Devils, for the most part, were able to stand their ground and uh, ESPN did get it right, which was the Philadelphia Flyers are trying to be an aggressive team, and John Tortorello is definitely uh, someone is uh, who doesn't take any prisoners when he's coaching behind uh, the you know the the bench, and he's just trying to uh, establish an identity for the Philadelphia Flyers. But once again, um, the, the, this squad led by John Tortorella isn't going to go that far. Aggression can only take you so far, and. You know, being a hothead, it's not going to get you, uh, you know, that far in in that regard. So, you know, love the aggression. It's entertaining, but didn't feel like it was necessary. And now 
uh, the power play execution. We'll talk about that momentarily, but first, I want to bring you guys the first and only live read this morning, and it comes from our friends at Simply Safe. So, the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to pre- protect their belongings. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe for my own home. They protect you from cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. Here's why I love it because, you know, I got a lot of expensive things. I got uh, my shoe collection, I got my PS5, I've got my television set. And I'm a broke college student, so uh, I need Simply Safe to protect my belongings so that way no one gets in and takes my prized possessions. So, with 24 7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe agents calls you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police for first responders in case of an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. So, the perfect thing you should do is go to simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. Uh, customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash lockdownanchel to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Okay, so the power play certainly could have been way better for your New Jersey Devils. They have a lot of work to do. They got to clean some stuff up, but you know, let's look at the positives once again. So I I tweeted this out during the course of the game. I actually loved the the power play planning for the New Jersey Devils because it looked like that they were trying to angle certain redirects. It seemed like Andre Palat and Dougie Hamilton were both trying to take their time and just trying to, you know, find a way to collapse the defense and just trying to get their teammates involved. They were just trying to play a game of chess. And unfortunately, the Philadelphia Flyers, they were able to poke check it at at the last possible second. Or, you know, at at some point, the New Jersey Devils actually had possession of the puck for a long period of time in their offensive zone when they had the man-up advantage. And I'm just like, okay, I love the planning. I love what they're trying to do. At one point, I think Andre Pilat was trying to pass a, a a the puck over to Jack Hughes, and unfortunately, it just went out of the reach of Jack Hughes' stick. And I was just like, okay, I love that overall game plan, but the execution is completely wrong. Like it it, it is it is so bad. So once again, planning for the power play was decent, and they actually did get a power play goal thanks to Alexander Holtz in period number one. Unfortunately, that's forgotten about because the Philadelphia Flyers were able to tie it within a 20-second span. So, you know, the, 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 the planning was decent, but the execution was poor for the New Jersey Devils. And uh, th- that's something they can clean up during the course of practice. And I don't think they're as far behind as they were last year because, remember, during the course of preseason, what, what was one of the things that we were talking about? We were talking about how the New Jersey Devils had, um, you know, possession of the puck during the course of the power play. They were playing below the net. And I felt as though I was kind of seeing glimpses of that during the course of the game. They just got to clean it up. They got to uh, execute a little bit better. And, you know, looking at the game footage, having someone like Andre Palat can definitely help things in that regards. I think a lot of people agreed uh, with the matter of fact that maybe the second unit for the power play should have stuck out there. So that way we could have gotten more opportunities because we had three power play opportunities. We capitalized on one of them. So that's actually not a bad day at the office for New Jersey Devils. And another thing they need to work on is that it seemed like that they whacked at 80% of air when uh, someone had control of the puck and was trying to get a slap shot off. And 
uh, that's something that they definitely need to work on because it just seemed like they could never get a good clapper off and it just didn't threaten the Philadelphia Flyers in that regard. So I was just like, you're right there. You just need to polish it a little bit so that way it comes out a little bit better in the end. I know I might catch him slack for that, but I, I just don't think the power play is as bad as people were making it out to be. It can definitely be a lot better, and the New Jersey Devils definitely have a lot more work to do, and it's definitely very disappointing after a very successful preseason. But it's like how I didn't want to overreact to any preseason games because, unfortunately, that's not the regular season. And now we're finally into the regular season of action, and the first game of the year for the New Jersey Devils did not go too well, but they can certainly fix it. But I do need to talk about the negatives, which is I need Jack Hughes to be a little bit more selfish because he only got one shot on goal. And I get what he was trying to do. He was trying to create for his teammates and he was trying to, you know, give others a chance. But Jack, you need to try to score a little bit more. I know you're trying to get your assist holes up. I know that you're just trying to work with what you're being given. It's one of the reasons why I wanted uh, the New Jersey Devils to aim for a top six caliber player just so that uh, Jack Hughes can have some help out there. Or I want Jesper Brad to step up his game mightily, which he was able to do because he had a couple assists this game. But I need Jack Hughes to do something similar to Alexander Holtz and Jesper Brad, which is shoot the puck a little bit more so that way you can have more successful opportunities to try to find the back of the net. Because, like I said, Jack Hughes, I applaud you for trying to help your teammates. But you are the franchise player. You need to be a little bit more selfish. There's nothing wrong with just trying to take the shot yourself and just bob and weave through traffic, which you're capable of doing. So I, I know Jack Hughes is just trying to be an all-around good leader and a good player. But part of being a leader is sometimes you do have to be selfish and you have to make a business decision that's best for the team. Obviously, I'm not the coach. I don't know what the game plan is. I'm just going based on my perspective. I love the speed from Jack Hughes. I love how some other players were trying to create for him. Like I said, on a power play opportunity, it seemed like Andre Pilat was trying to center off to Jack Hughes. And unfortunately, uh, Andre Pilat just, the pass was just not there. So that is great and all. But Jack Hughes, like next game, I want to see you take four shots on goal, similar to Alexander Holtz and similar to uh, Jesper Brad, because look what happened. Jesper Brad had a multi-point game. He was able to get two assists. Alexander Holtz was able to get a goal on the power play. So for Jack Hughes, that's what I want to see out of him next uh, time around. Also, shout out to John Marino. He was also very good for the New Jersey Devils. And, um, you know, hopefully Brendan Smith is uh, able to make a recovery. And he, hopefully he's going to be all right because, remember, he got dinged up by Owen Tippett. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll get an update for you guys in that regards uh, once I get more information. But, you know, th this game was just rough to see. And now we got to cap it off with the biggest issue. So we talked about offensive execution. How about the porous defense? And also Mackenzie Blackwood. So Mackenzie Blackwood actually started the game off pretty decent. Like he was looking, you know, he wasn't looking the best, but he was certainly like, you know, doing anywhere from decent to good. And I was just like, okay, looks like Mackenzie Blackwood. He's bound to make another comeback. And this is what I needed from Mackenzie Blackwood. I need him to have a good year because I consider him to be one of our star players. But this game was very ugly for Mackenzie Blackwood because he had no rebound control and he just gave up too many second chance opportunities for the Philadelphia Flyers and he paid for it. He paid for it mightily. So 
it raises a question. What's going to happen to Mackenzie Blackwood? Well, in this game, this this was obviously not a good outing for Mackenzie Blackwood, and he definitely needs to get back into the lab and work on things. But the one thing I want to tell you guys is, like, just be patient with Mackenzie Blackwood. Look, I know we've been patient with Mackenzie Blackwood the last few years, but remember, last season he was dealing with a injury that kept him sidelined for a long period of action. He got some preseason, but I think he's still trying to get his uh, – feet wet and just trying to get back to consistently playing every day for the New Jersey Devils because remember during the course of preseason not just Mackenzie Blackwood you got to get Vitek Vanacek you got to get Nico Dawes Akira Schmidt you got to give those guys a rep so Mackenzie Blackwood I think is just trying to get reaccustomed to just being an everyday player now if he performs like that for the second or third time in a row then you should strongly consider making Mackenzie Blackwood the backup goalie and making Vitek Vanacek the starting goalie Alex Javancy of the Hockey Writers actually did bring that up in a tweet. He said that if Mackenzie Blackwood continues to play like that, then you can pretty much uh, make an 80% uh, bet that uh, Vitek Vanacek is going to get that starting position and he's going to boot Mackenzie Blackwood out the way. So the one thing I want to say about Mackenzie Blackwood, and I want to talk about this for New Jersey Devils in general, Guys, this is game one. And of course, the Devils are going to come out sloppy. Of course, it's not going to be our best game of the year, but it's not like it's game 50. So it's game one of many. So I don't want people to say, oh, the season's over or, you know, the New Jersey Devils are tanking or our, our season's over before it began. If you have that mentality, then just don't watch the Devils for the rest of the year because that's not what's going to happen. I, I can't guarantee it. I'm not psychic, but I think the New Jersey Devils, that wasn't their best effort. And I think they just came out rusty and the Philadelphia Flyers, they came out with aggression. They came out with an edge on them and, you know, it worked for them in this time around, but that can only take them so far. And now the New Jersey Devils, they have a lot of young firepower, but how do you mesh it all together? And I think that's what they're just trying to figure out. So I don't want anyone to get into a knot. I don't want anyone to be bent up in arms about this. I don't want anyone to be crossed or seeing red in that regards. I don't want anyone to be talking about should Lindy Ruff be fired or not, because Guys, this is game one, okay? This is game one of many. Now, a month into the season, if the issues continue to reoccur, then yes, you can have those discussions. But but right now, it, it's what? It's October 13th at the time it's recording. The game just ended. I know it's frustrating. I know we should have beaten the Philadelphia Flyers. But at the end of the day, guys, this is just, you know, this is just literally the start of the season. So just be patient. Give us time. And we're going to be okay. So I guess like I do for every post-game reaction, let's look at the stats and I'll give my final letter grade for the New Jersey Devils. And, you know, I'm kind of uh, conflicted about it because the Devils outshot the Flyers 37-25, to yet the Flyers were able to net five goals. And one of them was an empty netter goal. And thanks to Dougie Hamilton for uh, tipping the puck off his uh, stick and finding the back of the net for the Flyers on that empty netter. But, you know what, and Alexander Holtz making a little bit of a rookie mistake, but, you know, but, you know, the pass is a pass. So Devils had 37 shots on goal. Flyers had 25. And face-off percentage, the Devils won that per, that uh, department, 61 to 39%. Power play, Devils were 1 for 3. Flyers were 1 for 3 as well. Hits 28 to 18 in favor of the Flyers. Remember, they came out with an aggression. They came out with an edge. And and they just, you know, out-muscled the New Jersey Devils in that regard. So I want to see the New Jersey Devils next time they play the Philadelphia Flyers. I want to see a target on Tony D'Angelo 
Owen Tippett. I want to see a target on all those Philadelphia Flyers. And I want Carter Hart knocked out of the game late second period the next time we play the Philadelphia Flyers. Because I tweeted that out earlier. I look ridiculous. I want redemption next time we play the Philadelphia Flyers. Digressing a little bit. Blocks. This is astonishing. 28-9 in favor of the Flyers. Remember how I said execution was poor for New Jersey Devils because the Flyers just continued to block or redirect their shots. So Devils need to get back to the film room and say, how do you find like a hole and how do you try to take advantage of it? Like, how do you try to find an opening? How do you try to, you know, collapse the defense? How do you try to uh, do all that so that way you can find the back of the net? Because when you're just shooting willy-nilly, if you're just trying to pass it around or if you're getting off weak shots like they were doing in the power play and not getting good slap shots off their stick, that's going to happen. That cannot happen again, especially a team against the Philadelphia Flyers, a team you should beat. Giveaways, 14-9 in favor of the Flyers. So if I had to rate this game for the New Jersey Devils, I'll give them some leniency since it's uh, early on in the season. It's game one. I'm going to give this game a C-, minus, just because um, I'm not trying to you know, get Benton up in arms about this. I'm not trying to read too far into it. Mackenzie Blackwood was awful in between the pipes. I wouldn't be surprised if Vitek Vancek starts the next game for the Devils. Uh, power play was, you know, it was halfway there, not quite offense. It just seems like they have to control that energy and defense. Needs to tighten up because it was very porous. But like I said, it's game one, and that's why you try to look after those mistakes and just try to fix it as soon as you can. So hopefully next practice, that's what the New Jersey Devils are doing. So let me know what you guys think, and I probably already know the answer. What do you think about this game for New Jersey Devils? How do you feel about the season so far? What did you like? What didn't you like? Leave me a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. Once again, I apologize for the audio-only episode, but unfortunately can't do anything about the streaming site that I use. It is crashed right now. It is down, and I got to wait for it to get fixed. And if you're listening on a podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal Twitter page, at TreyMat4, and the show's Twitter page, at LockedOnDevils, which, by the way, just a minor flex. Uh, the New Jersey Devils actually do follow my personal account and the show's Twitter account. Just putting that out there. So as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.